Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. Yo, and welcome to the show. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Uh, if you don't know who David Goggins is, uh, where have you been, son? Under a rock? But uh, he was in the SEALs and has gone through uh, a few different special forces training. But basically the type of dude who was going to get stuff done. Talks about his life and the mindsets he had to adopt in order for him to get stuff done. And it was probably one of the most moving books I have ever read or heard in this case. The audio portion is probably the definitive. Given that it involves an interview between him and the person who wrote the book. So they'll go through chapters and at each of every chapter there's a challenge that relates to that chapter to help you sort of uh, solidify some of the thing, the concepts that they've talked about. But the, the big thing that you get out of it is the interview and the extra stories and the extra content that comes along with the audio version. So let's get started. Now, as we all know, I love science um, or just old allegorical stories that we can take to apply uh, to our lives. But this book is really about a guy who had all of the reasons, the excuses in the world to, to sit back and be woe is me and decided not to do it and instead be one of the hardest motherfuckers to ever grace the planet. And this is just by learning by doing, right? It wasn't like he sat around and picked up some books about how to fix his mindset. And he may not even do it in the healthiest way. But given that a lot of us uh, don't take the chances that we should based on fear, we can all absorb some of the David Goggins outlook. So to give you some background, I'm telling you, you need to check this out or at least listen to one of his interviews. He's done a few different podcasts, but uh, he was raised in an abusive home. And I'm talking getting ass whoopings every day uh, from his father to the point where he was peeing in the bed from getting beat so bad so often. And the mother was just sort of covering it up. Dad's name was Trunus. And apparently he ran some club and was like a local celebrity where they lived at the time. And he was just beating the hell out of David and his brother and his mother. Like they, they spent an hour at the start of the book sort of setting up the early years of his life. And uh, to call it hell is probably putting it mildly. He told a story about one time his dad beat the shit out of him because he told him not to ride his bike in the street. And he was on the sidewalk but got to the end of the driveway and the back tire touched the street and he beat the fuck out of him for that. Just an insane dude. Uh, used to beat up his mother and you know one time he went to stand up to him and try to leave, threatened to shoot her. Uh, just the wildest fucking shit. And given that we absorb so much of how we're going to act in the first seven years of our lives, you could think of the, the negativity that uh, that type of life would instill in you. And in fact, this chapter is aptly titled, I should have been a statistic, but they eventually make it out. Uh, they have to hide from his dad as they go to leave that place to go move back to his small town in Indiana, where his um, 
grandparents lived, right, with his mom so they can get away from their father. But he, he chased him down. She had to pull off the side of the road just to avoid this guy finding them. Truly powerful story. But they end up starting from the bottom, literally. They lived in a place, I think he said the rent was like $13, some of the super cheap. Um, and uh, basically he had a learning disability, or at least he treated him as such when he was younger. And he talks about how he has to study, which he gets to. But he had a hard upbringing. None of it was easy. And he eventually started getting by by cheating, which comes back to bite him in the ass. But his first chapter isn't really about him. In fact, he says multiple times that you are the hero. He's just showing you that there is a way to do this sort of thing. But the first chapter is to just show you how bad stuff can be and how with the right mindset, you can move yourself to where uh, you need to be. I mean, his fucking stepfather got murdered. Well, soon to be stepfather. They hadn't even gotten married yet. In any case, so the first challenge in this is to really acknowledge all the stuff that you've been through and all of the ways that we hold ourselves back. We like to pretend some of the shit that happened in our past didn't happen because it hurts less instead of having to deal with and confront the traumatic experiences that we have had in the past. But to really know why things are the way that they are, you've got to start with the causes, not the effects, right? So sometimes you have to go way back to the beginning. So the one, his first challenge is literally just writing all that shit down and getting all of the stuff that ever happened to you out on the table. And even if your life was super comfortable and coddled, his thing is that stuff was made so easy for you that you really never learned how to persevere in the face of adversity. Anyway, a big fan of the same thing I've been saying lately is that we have to stop lying to ourselves about what our actual deficiencies are and what our lives really look like. In fact, the second chapter is entitled The Truth Hurts, and you need to look at all the things that you want to change and hold yourself accountable for those things. He used the accountability mirror, which is literally just posted notes on a mirror that you see every day. But not to sugarcoat that shit and to say that, oh, I'm just a little overweight when really you're fat, or uh, I'm not dumb when really you don't take the time to study. Like the facts are the facts. Now, that doesn't mean that you are stuck like this forever but if you won't acknowledge where you are currently you can never move on to where you are supposed to be because you're not starting at a true point now obviously david goggins uses language that's a bit aggressive and that just worked for him right living in that darkness for so long worked for him but even in this task he makes it a point not to beat yourself up when you're listing your deficiencies acknowledge those things point blank but then be nicer to yourself outside of that, right? So when it comes to acknowledging what you need to work on, you need to be as ruthless as possible. Where am I deficient? What things do I want to fix to make it so that I can be the person that I want to be going forward? But after that, you need to be a lot nicer to yourself because the world is going to try to dump enough shit on you that you don't need to be beating yourself up. A word of advice that I like to give people is that if the if the way you were speaking to yourself in your head is not the way you could speak to a friend of yours because you know that shit wouldn't fly, you need to change the way you speak to yourself. At least the majority of the time. You know, sometimes you have to kick your own ass to get things done. Anyway, some time passes. He ends up graduating high school, getting into the Navy, but not into the SEAL teams at first. In fact, he does a full, you know, four-year enlisted and then comes out and is later working this job at like Ecolab, basically. And he talks about some of this shit that he had to clean as far as like roaches and rats and stuff like that. And then one day seeing a Navy SEAL commercial and deciding that he was going 
to turn his life around, change the way he needed to be, because according to him, he felt like he was the weakest person that God had ever made, and that he wanted to prove that he could be the best motherfucker to ever live, and that the SEALs, based on some stuff that he had watched, and, you know, he were the baddest, right? So he wanted to be one. The problem at this time was that he had ballooned up in so much weight that he, he had to lose like a hundred and something pounds over the course of two months and then study his ass off to pass the ASVAB with a certain aptitude in order to even qualify for bud school in the first place, which he does through just this crazy force of will. But then he starts to sort of formulate the early idea of the governor that's on the mind or the 40% rule that when you want to quit that when things get hard and your mind starts talking to you like hey why are we doing this that is usually only 40% of how far a person can go uh, not even saying that you should go that far because some of these things that he did like running on broken feet for 20 miles or doing six months of uh, buds with broken shins and you know legs or the rest of it shin fractures having to just tape his ankle to his shin every day for six months so he could actually get out and run and do everything you know there's consequences to that sort of stuff but the point is that the most of us are giving up too early whether it be physical or frankly a mental task because we feel uncomfortable and you listen to that voice in your head that tells you to quit that makes these uh that same voice that makes these everyday situations feel like life and death like you're going to get exiled out of the tribe onto the fucking savannah by yourself to die and luckily for most of us we don't live lives that dangerous where uh the most of the stuff that we do the stakes are just not that high it may feel like it but the stakes are not so to remember to push through those things is one of the big takeaway points on his 40 percent rule and now a brief word from one of our sponsors, Audible. Hey, so we have all heard that knowledge is power. So if knowledge is power, access and the ability to digest that knowledge is a superpower. Uh, however, not all of us have time to sit and read at the end of the day in our busy lives full of hustle and bustle. We are always on the move and in the middle of working long hours, trying to get things done, working on side projects, or frankly, just taking care of yourself and your family, you may not have time to sit down and read. And that's why I love Audible. Audible allows you to take advantage of those transition moments, like the gym, like your drive to work, like cooking, to install new knowledge that you did not have before to help take you from where you are now to where you want to be. There are thousands of titles available on Audible, including bestsellers like Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is Away, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, and others. Start your 30-day trial today and your first book is free. Go to audibletrial.com slash truempodcast to get started. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-L dot com slash true, T-R-U-E, mp podcast and now back to the show anyway uh if the seals weren't enough he completes army ranger school and he uh tries for delta force twice uh, i'll let you check the book out if you actually want to hear how that story goes but the big thing is that it's about you versus you and not you versus other people 
Uh, you don't want to compare yourself, and it's easy to do with all this shit on social media that people post up like their lives actually look that way the majority of the time. But you don't want to compare yourself to anybody else when it comes to making improvements. Like if you don't win the race, you don't win the race and that's fine. But if you're doing better today than how you were yesterday on things that you want to improve on, over time and that commitment to being the best version of yourself is gonna pay dividends. Now where David Goggins comes into the common, let's say, area of where people know who he is is that he used to do these tours when he started really getting into ultra marathons which are just these crazy long fucking marathons obviously given the sound of it and uh he broke the pull-up record with 4,030 pull-ups over a 24-hour period just bananas shit but he does this all through just brute force the extending your limits day after day and he talks about not just jumping in uh, like he did because it's frankly stupid and unprepared and those are his words but to slowly build upon what your max is and then the next day take a step further so like anyone trying to do fucking anything in their life where going through something hard can take a lot from this story he talks about the power of visualization and not just seeing what you want at the end, but also envisioning the whole entire thing. What are some things that could go wrong? What would I do in case of these things going wrong? What type of steps do I need to take? Uh, what type of exits do I need to have in his particular situation because he was in charge of navigating? But what uh, sort of backstops, as you call them, do, need, do you need in your life? Maybe when it comes to having a backstop, or a, hey, if I hit this section, I've gone too far, um, on your weight. You know, if I get too big and need to buy shit, it's time to lose the weight instead of allowing myself to buy bigger clothing. Where's your backstop on your finances? Like, hey, I'm going to have this much in savings as an emergency and invest X amount of dollars, and whenever I get below a certain amount, I need to cut the frivolous spending and restore my savings so that I am comfortable going forward. You remove a whole lot of fucking stress in your life when you know that if something that was just call it $500 comes up and you can just transfer money and pay that without having to put that shit on a credit card. And really being able to answer the reason why. Because uh, you're going to meet yourself in the suffering and his was a lot of physical suffering outside of all the memorization he had to do for the ASVAB. But when shit gets hard in any endeavor, or it's long, or you think things aren't going as fast as they should be, you're going to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And if you don't have an answer that comes to you immediately, um, and this is talked about in Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, and Simon Sinek even wrote a whole book about it called Start With Why. But if you can't answer this fucking question, when shit gets hard, you are just going to quit. Remember, you can choose to do fucking anything in this life. So whatever you choose to do, you need to understand why you're doing it, especially if it's going to be hard. You know, if it's just some shit that you're doing just to get by, uh, you probably don't need a why because it's probably not hard enough for you to need one. I can't live my life that way. Some people are fine just doing ass stuff over and over again. That sort of gets me depressed not trying at least in some area of my life. But if you don't have the reason why, like why do I need to go to the gym? Why do I work so hard at work? Why do I try to advance in what I'm advancing in? You need to be able to answer that question so that when 
the thought of wanting to quit comes up and it will basically in any endeavor hell even times i wanted to quit doing this and the podcast is growing and people like the shit some people don't but the people i want to reach i'm reaching the audience grows weekly and sometimes i want to quit it but there's a reason why i do this and sometimes you just have to remind yourself of that and there's a reason why you do anything that you do and sometimes you'll have to remind yourself of that but if you haven't thought about it you need to sit down and write that shit down so that way when those dark thoughts of quitting come you have an answer to that question and you know we might not all be running in the desert in the middle of the summer for an ultra marathon race which is hot as shit and hard obviously and need to come up with a reason why to finish the uh think of the bad water was that particular race we, we are all going to need something in fact that segues into his next sort of theory or topic which is the theory of the cookie jar so every time you do something hard every time you complete a task or at least work your ass off towards that task become better you put that accomplishment in your cookie jar so that way when either a people are talking shit about you or what is most likely b you thinking negatively in your head about why you can't do something you reach back into that cookie jar and you look at how far you've come we tend to take our accomplishments for granted uh, we don't bother to celebrate things this is a big thing with me i'll do something You'll hit the goal that you want it. You don't even take a fucking second to enjoy the fucking goal. You just move right on to the next thing. This is why I like journaling once a quarter to really see, okay, I started here and I've come all the way over here. So that way you feel like you're making some actual progress in your life instead of just comparing yourself to the end. You need to enjoy the journey. The end is important, obviously, but if it sucked the whole time getting there, was it really worth it? The next thing we talk about here, he talks about is the schedule and really taking control of your schedule uh, people say that they don't have time to do things but if you really looked at the amount of time you spill you spend bullshitting on your phone social media browsing right which is frankly mindless or watching netflix you could be doing some of the tasks that you want to do now they take an eight hour day and they break it down for anybody who has to commute that's probably closer to like a 10 or 11 hour work day, right? Most of us are at the office for nine hours anyway, eight hours plus an hour for lunch. And then you've got the drive back and forth on top of it. But even with that, we still have all this time that we let pass us by uh, just sort of in a haze watching TV. And there's a definite place for relaxation. In fact, when you're going hard all the time, you need to make sure you get the proper amount of rest so that you can continue to push hard when you need to. And a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to rest when it is actually rest time. But if you aren't in control of your schedule, the random things that come up in your day will be in control of you. I find this similar to the quadrant approach that people take to scheduling where you have urgency, which the time it needs to be done, and importance, like how far is this going to move the needle. And organizing your day or how you do tasks based on the important and urgent things first and then around the way you go there. So things that are not important and not urgent, you just don't do and so on and so forth. Him and Tom talk about this in his latest interview on the Impact Theory podcast about how the majority of us have sort of settled for mediocrity. If you really look at how smart you are, your willingness to try things um, your ability to retain information that we 
tentacles sometimes instead of really going for it all the time because frankly it's tiring and you don't want to do that shit which is why it talks about building up the calluses of your mind discipline being important or basically the rule of the day instead of motivation because motivation wanes but when you are committed or disciplined in getting something done regardless of what you have to do to get that shit done you're going to get it done and it is the continual moving from project to project from goal to goal over a long period of time that separates the mediocre those who settle for things they have in life versus the uncommon those who work hard continue to work to make the to squeeze the most out of the let's call it 80 functional years that you get on this planet and that's if you're lucky some of us have things happen where you are basically less functional long before 80 and hell that's if you even make it to fucking 80 and you know a lot of stuff is not about who is most talented but just about who doesn't quit who's willing to work the hardest and not for the trophy at the end or other people's congratulations but from what you get out of it internally like i said this is one of the most impactful books i have ever listened to in my entire life i'm gonna get a blog one of these days and it's gonna go on my book my book list uh top 10 for sure if you do decide to check this out please get the audible version or any audio version wherever the fuck you get your audio books but uh, as long as it's the one with the interviews it's going to be a great read anyone trying to do anything or dealing with a hard time this book will change your life from the challenges just to listening to how bad his story was and what he needed to do to move himself and if someone with his start can accomplish all of the crazy stuff that he's done by sheer force of will brute force and an understanding of the mind even if he wasn't nice to himself about it for the majority of his life think about the things you want to accomplish in relation to that and if you took 40 percent of his fucking will to get things done and to change and improve his life for the better where would you be in a couple years hell even six months down the road depending on what you're actually trying to do so big takeaways in summary you need to know your why before you set out to do anything because at some point the fun shit will not get fun anymore you're going to run into that brick wall of progress and when you hit when shit hits the fan and it will if you don't have a reason for why you're out there doing it you're going to quit second thing you versus you stop comparing your progress where you are to other fucking people and i know this is hard because it's an innate human thing to look around you and compare your progress to the field's progress but at the end of the day you run somebody else's race you're going to lose you need to run your race not theirs and lastly any progress is going to take brutal honesty about who you are and where you are now and a vision for what you want going forward and with that i love you guys be good to each other and i'll see you thank you for hanging out with me on the true masculine project please like rate and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app uh, if you want to interact with the show you can catch us on instagram at true t-r-u-e mp underscore podcast see you next time